0: Hello and welcome to Glaswegian Geeks. Today is a very special one. It was voted on Twitter from fans as our horror expansion continues. Today I'm sitting in with Chris who is going to tell me how wrong I am with (laughs) how this. I feel this movie didn't hold up. It's, It's Halloween, the original Halloween. The immortal Halloween. The immortal Halloween. Uh yeah, you're you're so wrong. Yeah. I'm I'm sure we'll get into everything when, uh, as we go through the story. But Chris, tell me how this movie affected you.
1: Uh I would say it's actually the first film I ever remember seeing. Uh I was allowed to, to see it when I was about three or four. Uh mum and dad had no problems, let me stay up one night to watch it and that started everything really for me. Uh, and my brother was never allowed to watch it, so I remember, I used to have to retell him the entire story because he was older. Uh, the, the entire story of the film to him over and over again because he wasn't allowed to watch it. Oh, I, I know. Apparently, he was more sensitive than I was. I was just dead inside from a, an early <laughs> age, I think. Uh, so ever since that, it's been it's the it's this go to, it's the staple, it's the film that started it all, pretty much.
0: Yeah, is it is is it possibly the first slasher?
1: No, now I get to be really nervous. No. Uh, it's accounted to be the first slasher, but go back maybe three years before for Black Christmas. Uh, and Black Christmas technically was your first slasher, um, which started the whole point of view of the killer and did the whole things that Halloween kind of took on really well. Halloween gets a lot of credit for being the very first kind of slasher because I think it sets up types and archetypes and that kind of follow through to a lot of it because of the success of Halloween as well. It was a huge success, so uh, they all kind of copied Halloween, but i definitely say it's the most influential slasher of its time uh, because it did spawn a lot of movies.
0: Yeah, uh, not long after this, you actually had uh, your nightmares in elm street friday the Hell 13th. Razor, everything no holiday
1: was safe at this point cuz you had halloween you had black christmas you had friday the 13th you had graduation day you had happy birthday to me you had saturday the 14th you i'm sure there's more mothers day uh there's loads of just holiday themed horror like no day was really safe uh which you know they're all kind of yeah they're not as good as halloween but um yeah, and then it's that way, then the retread of just the Halloween sequels, then it all came out after that as well, so.
0: And obviously the reboots, which. Yes.
1: I, I kind of like I love the about. reboots. Oh. i like a fan. I was going to direct you to my actual prop from the original Halloween reboot on the shelf. Whereabouts? The where mask in mean? the frame. It's the origi- one of the original masks on the f- top of the fireplace to, Wait, the, to the right hand side. Oh. It's one of the original masks used <gasps> uh, in The Rob Zombie. I've had that for a while. Well, yeah, not on eBay? That, that's, Thank that's, you, Mr. That's, zombie. Who that's, that's, it. that's
0: going to be... disappearing uh, under my bag and away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. No, I love yes.
1: the, I love, I love the whole kind of... Yeah. Again, it's not like pizza. There's no such thing as a bad Halloween. Apart from Halloween 6. 3? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. You can't say Halloween 3 is a bad... Halloween 3 is a brilliant film. It it's a brilliant movie. It shouldn't be a Halloween. And, Halloween. Yes. But... We only say that because of after Halloween 4, and you think the whole idea was to set up this franchise of different films set about Halloween. Halloween 3 is an amazing film. Amazing
0: track as well. Ha- if it didn't have the Halloween title, it'd be perfect. It's oh, like it's Catwoman. S- if, it didn't ha- if it wasn't associated no, with Catwoman. You cannot say Catwoman's going to be perfect. No, 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 no. Yeah. I was going to say perfect, but. Uh, oh, power, yeah. <laughs> meow. She's <laughs> yeah. like a
1: cat. She sleeps on top of a cat. Uh, halitosis a shell.
0: cat, you know? Yeah. Is It's like, like Halle Berry, Halitosis. Uh, yeah, hmm. yeah. Yeah, because it pure briefs on and that's how she gets oh, okay
1: funnily enough blocked a lot of that out.
0: oh yeah it's still ingrained
1: thanks james the only thing i can remember is mystique scandalous that's the only <laughs> thing i can remember from it uh right off topic uh, yes. but yeah no halloween 3 is a brilliant film i'm happy that's in the halloween franchise it's like the bastard child of the halloween movies it's so good it's so so good sorry i love halloween 3
0: I'm sure we will delve into
1: that sooner, sooner rather than later. Um, But yeah, so Halloween just kind of it did influence everything as well. And for a film that was made for no money, it made such a huge money back. And it's just that way that it's it's so stylishly done as well. Um, It's quite a simple film. There's nothing really happens in it.
0: Well, seen as you are the horror beast, how about you tell us about the story?
1: (laughs) <laughs> it was a dark and stormy night. Uh, so, yeah, Halloween, it pretty much opens on Halloween night. Um, you see, it starts from the point of view of someone, you don't know who it is. He's watching a couple of kiss, and then he kind of gets into the house and then stabs the girl to death. And then you realise... A, a little bit pervy, let's be honest. A little bit And then you, you realises, uh, once he kind of follows down the stairs, that it's a young boy. Um, uh, it's like an eight-year-old boy. Um, and then it kind of cuts to... His parents outside. Yeah, his parents outside. Kind of discover him. I'm trying to say it cuts to it's like ten years later. It's ten years later, and basically, uh, it's again the night before Halloween, and it's a doctor going to transfer Michael Myers, who you kind of know is now the kind of the young boy, and then he escapes from the hospital, and then the rest of the film is set back in the same time that the original murder happens on Halloween Day. Um with a group of babysitters who seem to have triggered his kind of sisterly yeah kind of stalkery yeah. kinda so he kind of one in particular, so he spends the whole night kind of terrorizing them uh and that's kind of but there's a kind of supernatural element to it as well that doesn't quite explain how Hall- it's almost like Halloween's doing something he's kind of unstoppable,
0: yeah um, and it's just amazing, yeah throughout the uh the start of the movie, he's seen stalking them. And you're kinda going like There's a lot of stalking. I'll yeah, it it's that, yeah. There's a lot of Very stalkery. Like uh I did like one of the many things I did like in this movie was the change in tone of the music, the classic theme yes. almost like doubled in speed the moment that uh they're shouting at him like for yeah. driving by and stuff.
1: Yeah, there's like so many things and music's such a huge part of it. I think you cannot talk about Halloween without thinking of the Halloween music, I think, as oh, well. Definitely. Uh, And it's one of those things that's like Psycho or Jaws. The music does more of the scare than the actual scare does. Uh, And Halloween itself, when it was made, it's that way. They originally showed it without any soundtrack because they hadn't recorded it. And they were told that the film would never be a success and it would be a failure, blah, 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 blah. And then they recorded the music. John Carpenter did it himself. And pretty much then that was it. That's kind of sold the deal for them. Uh, The music is a huge part of it. And it's so simple as well. Such a simple just simple. a couple Ooh, yeah, notes it's just a couple of notes which then every slasher film after that tried to rip off Um uh, literally every slasher film tried to rip off the halloween music but then friday the 13th has got an iconic kind of sound to it as well kind of it's got its themes so with his nightmare in elm street it's a big part of kind of almost it's
0: like their signature it's yeah
1: like- it's kind of almost identifying that the killers there without having to actually show you kind of almost um but yeah there's nothing like the halloween theme you can't not have a halloween movie with it the halloween theme really did so, yeah. three do that though no but three has an amazing soundtrack <laughs> i love the halloween three soundtrack. It's one of my favorite soundtracks uh again all john carpenter uh it's just pure electronic just kind of sinisterness um because i think as well it's so simple kind of in halloween but then this kind of starts and john carpenter's kind of electronic music kind of got more and more after this and it's just every film the scores get better and better obviously apart from
0: ghost of mars <laughs> It's one of the, those movies. It's a bad movie. It is very bad.
1: Yeah. I actually, we speaking of meeting celebrities, I met Natasha Henstridge. I served her once uh, and when I worked in a coffee shop. Uh and I realized it was her. I think it was when she was going out with Darius. Yeah, yes. I was actually going to say that. So it was we recognized her straight away. And I was like, oh my God, it's uh, Natasha Henstridge from Species. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then I really wanted to say something about Species. Uh, <laughs> and then A good movie. Uh, a good really good movie. And then I said, oh my God, I hate Ghosts of Mars so much. <laughs> and then she kind of just kind of was like, and she kind of laughed. And I went, I love it, but I do hate it at the same time. But you know, it's no showgirls, so it's not that kind of, you know, love hate, it's just dreadful. It's just like it's a really bad Malon Manson video, that's what it looks like.
0: Yeah, also the main enemy looks a little bit like Glenn Danzig, I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah. It is like a really weird metal video with Ice Cube in it and Jason Statham.
0: Could work now, isn't it? yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: everyone's got to start, start somewhere. Alex Salmon's favourite John Carpenter film. Real truth.
0: Oh, God. No wonder he didn't make it really I know, exactly.
1: Uh, That would have made me just go, I'd rather have Nicola Sturgeon. (laughs) Someone should actually ask her that, what is your favourite John Carpenter (laughs) film? That should be a question for all politicians. What's your favourite John Carpenter film? And then we can just gauge them on it. (laughs) If you say Village of the Damned, that is it. It's over.
0: That's probably Theresa May. Yeah, yeah, actually.
1: (laughs) Village of the Damned. Oh no, it has to be something really shit. Something really shit. Has John Carpenter done something really shit? And I can't even think. I I don't think think.
0: he's done anything really shit, but yeah, I think Ghost of Mars is pretty much it. Aye.
1: Um no, nah, I try to think of other nineties ones. But no, anyway, so <laughs> Halloween. Halloween, uh, yes. Uh so yeah, it's just it's just so perfect in its simplicity. That's what's amazing. And also the fact that I mean Michael Myers mask is terrifying because it's so simple. It's just a white face and it's that way that you get to project whatever you want on it almost kind of thing. And again, the simple—it's just a William Shatner mask. Yeah, they, they took the eyebrows off and slightly warped and painted white. And that was all it was. But it was supposed to be originally a clown mask, like a big bozo mask. Yeah, uh, which would have been scary,
0: but it wouldn't have had the same impact, I think, as well. It's just one of those things. Like Scream does it really well—the ghoul face, yeah. the ghost face, uh, the f- just faceless killer. You've got to have a good
1: mask, I think, if you're going to have a killer with a mask. Um, there's so many films try it and then fail. Um, and then you think, you know, you need a really good mask. Uh and again Halloween kinda started the mask killer kind of thing. You never kinda had that until Halloween. Uh and just how perfect is Jamie Lee curtis just she's just amazing. She is the archetype. She then set the staple for every female kind of main character in horror films after this. Her character became this kind of template that everyone tried to copy. And which came this whole final girl kind of syndrome that was easily identifiable, but she's just so good in it and she is just perfect in it. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, it also started my really weird crush on Jamie Lee Curtis when I was a kid as well. She's kind of mannish.
0: She's a little bit mannish. She's, han- she's a handsome lady. That's the only way you can really describe her. Uh, as you were saying about this, started the female lead. She, out of her, her and her friends, she's the most. I, I was going to say, I don't want to sound cruel, but like virginish. Are you slut-shaming her friends?
1: No. Uh, I wouldn't say virginal, I would say bookish. Yeah, ner- she, well, ner- she's nerdy. i never saying ner- that, she's ner- holding ner- books as we say this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to be that film student, but I'm going to be that film student. <laughs> the, the beauty of her character is that her two friends... Well, our two friends and their partners, they die because they're distracted by sex. And the whole thing is she's not distracted by sex. So she kind of knows what's going on. And throughout the film
0: she knows what's going on. She, she kind of knows something's things. not yeah. She starts noticing stuff. Um like that scene right there, uh we've got in the background. Yeah. Uh Michael Mars coming out from the hedge, just staring down the street and then just standing back and disappearing and that's yeah. What's what's creepier than, than thinking man. thinking that you yeah. saw something then being told
1: nothing's there, and also from a distance you can't quite tell that there's something off with his face. It's yeah. that way that yeah, and this is like in the film, this is like the third time she's seen him already in the space of like ten minutes. So it's just this kind of thing that she's aware something's not right. But the other girls are very much distracted about their plans for that evening. So, and it's basically sex that kills the other two girls because Annie dies on the way to meet her boyfriend uh, and Linda dies right after sex. Yeah. So, it's so the
0: message is don't people have
1: don't have sex because it kills. Be a very kind of handsome mannish lady and like books. Carry some books. Carry some books. And uh, look after children. And a knitting bag. She's got a knitting bag, yeah, that's which I think true. is awesome. And I never noticed this. I mean, I've seen Halloween for a million times, and then I went to go see Halloween in the cinema a few years ago, and they showed like this amazing restoration of it. And I then noticed that her her actual like um, knitting bag has her initials on it, LS engraved at the top. And I was like, oh, I can't believe I never noticed that. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, and yeah, that's she, it. So yeah, they're going babysitting on Halloween,
0: and she's an unlikely hero. She really did start the whole uh, unlikely female hero. While all these British other guys and whatever are thrown against some beasts and monsters, they die. yeah They're the one that comes out on top.
1: There's not a lot of... Well, I would say there's not a lot of male characters. The other kind of male character in the film, the other kind of main leads, apart from Michael Myers and uh, Laurie Strode, is uh, Michael Myers' doctor, Dr. Sam Lewis. And he's basically just there, this kind of voice constantly telling... Uh, of what he's capable of. It's kind of this thing that he kind of builds the character for you because obviously Michael Myers isn't going to speak and it's that way you're not going to see a lot of him until the end. You don't get an actual reveal of his mask to maybe in the last like 30 minutes, 20 minutes of the movie. Um, So it's that way that he kind of builds up the suspense of what's kind of not right with Michael Myers. And again, he doesn't quite save Laurie Strode. It's that way that Laurie's smart she fights back and she fights back quite intelligently as well yep and she, she makes like a garrote out of like a, a wire hanger <laughs> i mean like i mean i don't think i'd think that smart of my feet if i was locked in a cupboard and something no kind of, definitely just be
0: like clawing with my hands yeah
1: you just start weeping and then just basically end it all now um but yeah so it's this started everything pretty much i would say everything from this point kind of built up every horror film and every lead. And it became almost a cliche that you always had these kind of bookish women uh, fighting some psychotic that you never really knew why they were doing it, and I think that became a worse trend that the more they try and over-explain a situation, the kind of more convoluted it becomes as well.
0: It's yeah, like the like, simplicity of just why he's doing it—he's like just doing it because. Scream it. was very much a, a a cluster, but it was a, a, a kind of a new age for horror. Yeah. And it played tribute to everything that
1: came before it. It wasn't making, it was making fun of it, and it wasn't making fun of it at the same time. It was that way that it paid a lot of tribute, and it kind of restarted the whole horror boom again. I mean, horror comes through phases. It always comes every ten years, fifteen years or so, and it's always one film in particular that will start the trend. Halloween was the one that started it in the late seventies, and right through to kind of the mid eighties when the kind of horror then died. Uh, Scream brought it back again. And then I would say, and I hate to say it, but I would say Paranormal Activity was the one that brought it back yeah, again. Yeah. Uh, and then started this whole found footage genre. Whereas Scream brought this whole teen kind of horror, which pretty much slasher films are. They're just teen horror, but they became a bit more savvy in these films. And then there was just, it um, felt like there was a million of them as well. When yeah. Came out in the 90s. God, Urban Legend. Yeah. Jeepers,
0: Creepers. Yeah. Uh... Um,
1: God, there is more. And they're all just escape. <laughs> I know what you did last summer. But there was just what it always felt like there was always one constantly the faculty
0: yeah oh the faculty oh, so, so good, good film
1: uh, but there was just so many of them that just kind of kept coming out and had quite big celebrities in them at the time uh, they were kind of edgy whereas these kind of seventies and eighties ones didn't yeah uh, it's kind of like Jamie Lee Curtis became a celebrity because of this film and it's that way because it was so big whereas I don't think that the main girl in you know Slumber Party Massacre this is maybe as well known as her. <laughs> she should be but you know she's not um, so all these kind of films that came out and kind of tribute yeah I think Jamie Lee Curtis it was made, made a career on them and did a whole slew of horror films after this did like a chunk all over the space of three years because she went on to do this uh, Halloween 2 she did road games she did Terror Train she did Prom Night and then she did The Fog and then stopped doing horror films and then didn't go back to them until Halloween H2O 20 years later pretty much Uh, because she felt she was being typecast too much. Uh, But she set it up herself. Fair enough. She made a career on it, and she kind of acknowledges she made a career on it, so... And then is now back doing, like, obviously when she did Scream Queens and stuff like that, she's kind of acknowledging it again. Um, It's kind of that... She's like the Ripley kind of character. She's that kind of iconic. She's right up there with kind of Ripley, and whereas also for Friday the 13th, never had that one character that it's like basically the story of kind of halloween is not just about michael myers it's about laurie strode as well whereas friday the 13th never really you never not you didn't care about the female leads it they were interchangeable there was always a different one in every film yeah no one ever really carried over to the sequels
0: same kind of with your nightmare and stuff well you had nancy well you had nancy for and one three and no nightmare Would you alice yeah
1: alice for four and five alice. Who i love thing? alice alice is just kind of I, uh, I I was It's such a good film, but uh, it's that way that you, yeah, you need if you're going to set something up, you need this kind of, this kind of uh, the an anti villain for the villain. Almost Hellraiser had it as well. You had kind of her name just went right in my head. I watched it the other night as well. Um, I know the actress's name. That's really bad. Oh my god, <laughs> that is really bad. What is wrong with me? Um, Kirsty uh, from Hellraiser. Uh, who kind of came in and out of them as well, so I think you kind of need that and kind of anti heroes for some of them to fight,
0: but um yeah so what what does not stand up for you in Halloween? I think you actually covered it within the first like two minutes of talking about it. Not much happens it's why
1: is that a bad thing i know,
0: I know it's probably just my changing taste over the years, like uh the other night message about it saying, oh, it's. Probably the first time I've seen it in over a decade. Like it's, it is a good movie. I did like it back in the day when I was yeah. getting subjected to small horror stuff like uh, Nightmare a couple of times, yeah. uh, Hellraiser. Absolutely love them, and I loved this when it came out. But just, uh, I don't know. It's like there's those movies. Not a lot happens as well, and I don't know if it's maybe I just just don't connect as much to Halloween. But the reboots, uh, the reboot and the sequel yeah. uh, are absolutely phenomenal. I love them.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, my only not my only gripe with the reboots is, and more so than the first one, not the second one, is that I didn't particularly like the Laurie Strode character that much. I just didn't, I don't know what it was about her. I kind of liked her friends a bit more because they are a bit more cooler. But um, I think as a kid as well, it's kind of I don't want to get that way, I always kind of re- related to these kind of characters because they always f- were kind of outcasts a little bit and they were a little bit nerdy and they were a little bit kind of, you know, their friends made fun of them and stuff like that. And I always kind of related to them. Whereas, yeah, that's what I love about the reboot sequel uh, because it's the idea that it kind of looks back at her again and she doesn't follow, you think she's going to follow the kind of cliche sequel heroine types of just snapping. She's going to snap at one point and then she's going to fight back and everything's going to be great and then she just doesn't and she's just, like, fucked. The whole situation has fucked her over and she just can't, she can't fight anymore. Whereas, that's what's great about H2O, when H2O came out. It was just watching, kind of, Laurie Strode A and this whole thing turned her into, like, an alcoholic and, and she was pill-popping and then that one moment Proper she just, Proper traumatized. Yeah, yeah, she just decides to fight back. Uh, is such an amazing moment as well. But, Yeah, for her it took 20 years for that to happen. Obviously, some people, it's usually the next sequel and they're fine and stuff like that. But um, I like that it's slow. I really do. I like the fact that it's such a slow... It's not a slow build because it's not a slow build and nothing really happens. But then I can understand if you've not watched it in a long time. I watch this every year at Halloween. So it's like a staple.
0: Like, it is. I do love how Michael Myers is done in the movie. It's... He's very slow, methodical. Yeah. He's always, always watching, which is uh, a good theme for yeah. uh, stalkers out there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, off the stalk. yeah he's off stock. Yeah, he's like the king of the stalkers. Do it on a do it on a special day. Aye, yeah. Ma- make that day special. Make
1: it count. Yeah. Make it like just. A, well, they're all kind of been covered. So pick like a random special day. Like there's not been like a Martin Luther King killer. Oh, Well, the power from the person who killed Martin Luther King, obviously. <laughs> uh, but there's not really been, like, you know, set on that day. <laughs> yeah. Thanksgiving. I'm sure there's been a Thanksgiving horror film. There is a Thanksgiving horror there film, actually. There is. No, there is. I just can't remember the name of it now. But there is one. Uh, just pick a random day. Queen's birthday, you know. She's got two, so you can, you know, come back and do a sequel and, quickly.
0: And then the theme's on Get Big Killer Queen. Yeah. Uh, whereas,
1: yeah, so it's, I see, it's just, I think also the cinematography in this film looks just so beautiful uh, it's just all these amazing John Carpenter wide shots that just kind of make it look really good which none of these inf- I would never say they're inferior kind of copycat films that all came out in this kind of time. Slashers are my, my thing, they're my baby, I always love a slasher film um, and I love that slashers have their own sub genres within slashers but it's just this way that this one I would say is one of the most well filmed ones it's such slow paced and it's just it's quite well written as well and i know john carpenter left all the kind of female stuff to deborah hill and she wrote all the kind of the girl stuff and the babysitter stuff Uh, and he wrote all the dr loomis stuff which i think is a really great idea i think that's why the female characters in this come across as so genuine and i was like because they're actually written by a woman, yeah instead Um, of being forced yeah it's that way that it's like a genuine dialogue um that kind of might happen and doesn't sound ridiculous because there's nothing worse than like watching a horror film or something like that and then it's just got a character in it and you're like, you're clearly being written by a man. You can feel it straight away and it's like no woman would ever say such a thing. Um Don't get me started on Wonder Woman and how amazing that is. Oh, um, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, so it's just, it's just so perfectly simple. That's what's amazing about it. And it made so much money for them. So, so much money. It was the highest grossing film, independent film until The Blair Witch. Shit. Yeah. Blair Witch knocked it off its pedestal, but it was the highest grossing because it was made for such little money, and literally just made so so much money after that, and constant like every year. And it it, it had the right formula. If you make a film that is a set in a a horror film that's set on Halloween, which is an ingenious idea, and then it's that way that they can release it every Halloween. And it's that way it can get re released and re released and re released. And it's one of these films I remember being on television a lot when I was a kid as well. Yeah. So um, it's. One of it is still on television to this day, at Halloween. So it's kind of a staple of kind of just being around, and I think every generation has kind of grown up with that as well. So
0: yeah, it works. It does. Uh, as we said, it's actually deemable to get a reboot. That's the thing that yeah it was that popular and it had that many sequels that it actually got made, well remade uh, for a current current audience, you know. Yeah, and then getting now it's getting remade again. Oh, what? Yeah. Uh, It's Danny McBride that's doing it.
1: Oh, okay. He's writing it. Uh, And there's this whole thing going around that the original two houses that they filmed the end of Halloween and the two houses are getting babysat. Please tell me they're still up. They're there, but it's that way. apparently there's, they've been reconditioned to look like they're in the 70s. And apparently somebody said there was filming going on near the houses and there was screaming going on. But then they tried to answer back saying, oh, no, we were filming an American horror story there. And it, people were like, no, they were distinctively looking like they were in the 70s. So I, apparently they're saying that it's going to be set originally in the 70s. Yes. So it's go back. And they're taking the whole sister element out of it. It's going back to the kind of original Halloween that you don't know why he's picked on whoever... If they're doing the Laurie Strode character, I'm assuming they will be. Um, but Zombies Halloween was really good. And I can understand why a lot of people had issue with it. But I liked it. I thought it was good. I liked Rob Zombie. It was gritty. It told this. It kind of updated the tale of pretty much how someone becomes a serial killer. Yeah, That's, it delved into yeah. Michael Myers' brain. And he, actually, was he wasn't just this... He, Because it it took away the supernatural element of him. And he just was mental. He was just not right. It was like his family life, everything. He was, it was just, yeah, it was a bit over the top. It was kind of very rub zombie. But the sequel is such an undeserved, dare I use the word masterpiece? I think the second Halloween, his Halloween 2 is amazing. It's so, so good. And I think it was really brave. And uh, deep down, I think that's what he wanted to make. And he had to make the remake to get to do that. And I feel really bad because I think the sequel's panned, whereas the first one. I, quite I like them both. Yeah, the sequel's really just really, really good. It's just re- again, it's quite quiet. Nothing really, really happens in it until the end. Uh, but it's just this kind of story of it, it's not even about Michael Myers; it's just about Laurie Strode uh, and not being able to cope. Which again, H. still kind of covered that ground. And the original Halloween two sequel is actually really good as well. I love Halloween two. I, I watched that
0: fairly up. recently and I actually it really up. enjoyed it's it.
1: seemed quite seamless for two films that were made, like three or four years apart, uh, to actually be set literally like a minute after the original. Uh, they kind of work really well, apart from Jamie Lee Curtis' really bad wig. Um, <laughs> but they kind of go seamless. And it just ups. It, he basically updated it for the modern horror audience, because after these films and those four years, the body counts got higher. They got gorier, and they kind of did that. So uh, Halloween two is a bit more gorier uh, than Halloween is. Well, it's a lot gorier, actually. It's yeah, it really is. Because Halloween's not gory at all. Uh, which I always wonder
0: why it's still in eighteen. Mm, it's well, I think the kids. It's, it's probably a human character killing people. You like know, a child, A child yeah. killing someone. I think it's something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it always kind of makes it that kind of that
1: inappropriate Taboo. but yeah so that's my thoughts on it I'm thinking all the sequels if we can go into them all I mean 4 and 5 they're alright Betty's niece they're not so bad they're alright 4's yeah. alright 5th uh, one's a bit mm. and then the 6th one is just dreadful the curse of Michael Myers the one with Paul Rudd
0: Paul Rudd Paul Rudd oh Paul Rudd Ant-Man Ant-Man yeah I cannot remember that.
1: Oh, it's really, really strange. And it builds up this whole thing about, there's this kind of evil cult that kind of worships Michael Myers and it's got runes and it's all this stuff. And it's just really, really, Donald be- no Pleasance is in it as well. It's like, it was the last one. He died right at the end of filming it. So he disappears in the last like minute of the film. Cause clearly he's died. Uh, but it's just, re- he plays Tommy Doyle. Yeah. Paul Rudd Plays Tommy Doyle. Um the kind of the child being the curse of babysitting. He plays him, but older. And, uh, and, it, and it's just, just dreadful. <laughs> it's just really bad. I remember being really excited about it and it starts off quite and well. And it just and flopped. It just, just, it's dreadful. Wet balloon. Uh, yeah. And then that kind of spawns. Again, it's like these films are so good that they will always get remade over and over and over again. Is that? That there's no original ideas? It's a franchise. There's money to be made off it. Yeah.
0: so, so It's made for the new generation. Punted out. Merch that you will probably buy. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I've got a very bare flat, and it's
1: very yeah. No, there's nothing on the walls nothing here. Nothing on the walls here at all. Nothing. Um, yeah, more than likely. And it has. I mean, I get it. I get it. I look at it Halloween and I go, it's dated. I can see it. I can understand why people might think it's really boring and kind of hokey. I went to go see uh, Friday the Thirteenth at the cinema. No, again, a few years ago, and there was people in the cinema who had never seen it, and they were just laughing. And you know that way that you're like, why are you laughing? Like, shut but, uh, the fuck up. And this, watch is this is a classic. Uh, and I don't want to be that
0: guy, but it's that way. But I understand it. It's it's not aged, yeah. Like there are like even Nightmare on Elm Street. It's got its scary moments, but then it's got its ridiculous moments where uh, like Freddy's walking down alley and his arms like stretched out from yeah. side to side, which is which still gives me the absolute heebie jeebies. Stretch your arms. Yes, uh, I can understand that, but I also think that did
1: things that. uh dated it as well as in the certain sequels of Nightmare on Elm Street would do things that were very current at the time so hey let's do something about super, like Nintendo like yeah. that and then it would date it straight away so now when you watch it, you're like god this film's old <laughs> um, but luckily like if you stay away from kind of gimmicky stuff Nightmare on Elm Street was very gimmicky um, and yeah once you put a gimmick into a film I think it's that way that nothing dates a film more than putting a gimmick into it Uh, because it just immediately you're like, oh, yeah, that was really... That was cutting edge at the time, by the way. Those special effects were really cutting edge, and then you're just like, really? Like that. Uh, Whereas, again, simplicity, it works. I can understand... But, yeah, I do get why people might do... I can see it in Halloween, but there's just something about it. I think it's more nostalgia for me as well, because this was, like, a horror film as a kid. Yeah. They always kind of built up. Nothing really, really happened in them, and just at
0: the end some people died and there was always a question mark where the killer would return yeah uh, we're getting on with this on in the background and we're almost at the well the fun part the killing he's about to kill a dog yes is Which? he about
1: to kill a dog yeah, Which? yeah she's yeah because Lester poor Lester the dog uh, yeah because Annie I mean I do love Annie Annie's one of these friends that you think oh she's a total asshole though why is Laurie friends with her I don't understand this and even Linda, you kind of think, you know, they're kind of assholes. Why is, Why are they friends? Is there like a short maybe, supply maybe of Maybe she's uh, doing
0: her homework for them.
1: Maybe, but they seem quite chummy. Uh, but yeah, so this is kind of where it all kind of starts. Yeah, because he's just basically the whole setup is Laurie's friend Annie's babysitting the kids on one side of the street and Laurie's babysitting the kids on the other side of the street. So it kind of keeps going between the two houses. Most of the activity is kind of set on Annie's side initially because he's watching Annie. Um and Roger McCollar as well. Uh, Linda decides that she's gonna kinda crash one of them and then take her boyfriend upstairs and have sex. Uh and say the word totally a lot. Uh and look, the thing, they make a thing reference even before the thing. It's you made the thing, it's just it's meta. Um it I love the, just the intro to the thing. Anyway, so it's that's kind of it and it's just that way that it's set on these kind of say these two locations back and forth and back actually three locations because then it's the myers house as well and it's just having donald loomis go back and tell the story about michael myers every now and again and it is that way that donald loomis becomes almost a caricature of himself the character constantly because and even in the sequels when he turns up and he's pretty much in every single one of the sequels i was going to say he's he's in in like most of them yeah he's in one two four five and six uh, and he always said that as long as they would do, as long as he was still alive and they were still doing them, he would always do them. Uh, he just comes up and just says usually a line about how Michael Myers is evil or Michael Myers has got you know the blackest eyes or he'll give some speech
0: and then that's it disappears again. Yeah, it's but, just like yeah. a little bit backstory. Oh, here yeah. for you new characters, he's yeah. a mean motherfucker yeah. and he, he's kind, he's
1: kind of missed as well in H 20 because obviously he died at that point they use his voice to intro a scene and use that way that you kind of need that voice uh, and you, uh, it's one of the characters you miss uh, in it kind of him just explaining what's going on, kind of almost and why he's doing it um, but Laurie's so nice she's just so cool I, can I, I don't understand why people don't want to hang out with her I'd want to hang out with Laurie I'd be that kid in that weird space suit, pajama, combo yeah, Tommy Doyle seems to wear it that. I used to always desperately want as a kid, but I still don't quite get it now as an adult. I'm like, but well, what's it supposed to be, <laughs> uh, and why do you have a laundry house outside?
0: I know, like, oh, here it could be raining, and you're taking all your clean clothes outside, to, outside to get rained on. To do
1: though, to be fair, when I was a student, we had, a, a, we lived in halls, and we had a, an outside kind of room thing that you had to go and do it it was for the washing machines and kind of dryers and you would go out and I, it was always busy so you would end up having to go out at one o'clock in the morning and do it and it was like I'm going to die I'm <laughs> actually going to die out here Michael Myers is going to be standing outside and he's going to be waiting Yeah.
0: or you open up the stuff and there's like body parts or something you know like yeah
1: my bloody valentine We mabel and she pops out of the dryer and she's got a heart cut mabel's laundrette mabel's laundrette mabel yeah Sorry. You're uh, a fountain of knowledge. I am of literally I, I don't know and I couldn't tell you like the price of bread. You're
0: you're you're like the like the horror version of me. Like if you were to mention anything comic wise, I'd just be like done.
1: Weird things stay with me and I don't know exactly. why. Exactly.
0: I'm a fountain of useless information.
1: Yeah. Uh it's also the fact that I probably watched like my Bloody Valentine about nine million times. But then like all slasher films I can re watch and re watch and rewatch and re watch. Yes. Uh, because there's just kinda
0: there's something special about them.
1: Yeah, and I think it just takes me back to that time of standing in a video shop and going, That one. Like that, and then you would take it home and it wouldn't be great. It would never be Halloween goods. So that's the always way you would look at it. It's never Halloween goods. Uh but then it would always be like certain films that we would always rent out as kids over and over again. Because back in the day when you were a kid and you could just rent out, hey, I would rent out Cannibal Holocaust <laughs> because the guy in the video shop doesn't seem to care. Uh we would always rent out it was always Halloween Two or My Bloody Valentine and Dawn of the Dead. Uh, those were the three because it used to be three for 150 that's, that's oh. the uh and we would sit and watch them over the weekend and it was always the same kind of three films almost in a loop with just occasionally a different slasher thrown in uh you would get your he knows your alone's and your kind of but there's so many like oh god we could just go on about slash phones forever there's so many good crap slashers like because they would always have some tenuous link of why the killer was killing the people. And like he knows you're like one of the best ones. And it's all to do with it's so bad. It's to do with a guy killing brides on the night before their wedding because he was rejected Aww. as a groom. Uh, so he stalks. Sweet. Tom Hanks' first film as well. Uh, he stalks this one bride, and the music is just this ripoff of like the Halloween music and everything. And it's just it's the girl literally tries to hide from the killer four times in the neck for jumper she just lifts it over her face. Oh. And it's, just, it's just so crazy. But it's, you know, there's so many of these kind of random, they always, the killers always had to have a reason. Like, my yeah, my bloody Valentine is set in Valentine's. It's always these kind of occasions that have to happen. Final exam, set in the last like, day of an exam in school. And it's just, yeah, there's always got to be this. Yeah, it can't just be, like, it's a Tuesday. It's, I was going to yeah. say every other
0: Tuesday. <laughs> it's
1: a Tuesday, Brenda's alone in the house, and there's a killer. There's We're not going to explain it. That's the, But that's the way it normal happens, because you watch these, like, true crime documentaries, and, they're like, and then she turned off the television, and then she was slaughtered. Like that. <laughs> and it's that way, you're just like, that's how it happens. Uh, it doesn't happen on, like, you know, the magical night of Friday the 13th, which... To be fair, there was a lot of Friday the 13th. And Friday the 13th, right, totally misleading. Because parts two, three, and four are all set over this course of five days. Because they all follow on from each other. So I'm like, it's not Friday
0: the 13th then. We're right on, like, Tuesday the, like, (laughs) Tuesday the,
1: whatever it is, the 16th.
0: Well, that's where they get away with part two, part three, part four. Because it's a follow-on. You can't do that
1: uh and that always annoyed me because i was like and also it's not the weekend and i was like it's friday the 13th and then yeah by the time you get to like part three it might be kind of sunday and then you think <laughs> and part four is set on like what a wednesday and you're just like it makes no sense it's like it's midweek why are all these people in the woods midweek as well It makes no sense summer could be summer summer holidays people still have jobs in the summer? Do you quit your job in the summer? No, I do not. Is this an American thing? Do just called camping during the summer, during the midweek camping? Uh, so, yeah. And they deserve to get slaughtered if that's what they're <laughs> doing then. Uh, living off the state. Uh, you know, going camping midweek. Uh, so, yeah. So, set them on Halloween. But you wouldn't set Halloween on Christmas. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, true. No that's no, very true. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about the Christmas horror films. There's loads of Christmas horror Oh, there's horror films. a lot. So many good ones. Um... Uh, but yeah, it's it's the start of a dead. It's the it's the first lap of a dead horse, pretty much. It's that way that Halloween is just that way. It's it's yeah, it's like Alien in that sense. Alien's kind of quiet, and it's kind it builds it. And luckily, Alien has its own sequels, which are amazing and kind of built up the genre itself. But Halloween is that one that it's like it's there's a template. Here's your thing. This is what you need to do. Here's your first act, your second act, and your final act. This is what you need to do. Here's your characters. And then all these people just went mental with it. And then almost had to go back to the simplicity when, going back to horror films, uh, like when Scream came out, they kind of had to almost revert it back to kind of going, this is where you need to go back to the story and give it a kind of thing. Build up, build up. And yeah, Scream was a bit gorier, but it was in the 90s. And
0: it had yeah, it had to be a little bit more violent.
1: Yeah, I think if you have a film now, a horror film where kind of the level of violence that happens in Halloween happened now, I think a lot of people will feel cheated. Because nothing really does happen in it. You listen to girls talking about boys, and then and they kind of get killed. I am down with that, though. To be <laughs> fair, I that's that's a good night. I mean, I would happily listen to girls gossip about boys, and then just one by one they kind of get killed. <laughs> Not all of them, obviously. Uh, well, apart, from well, apart from the good one. Apart from the good one. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and look at her, she's in an apron. She's making a jack o' lantern.
0: I know she's such a good person.
1: Um. Uh, yeah. And that's it. There's nothing much to say about Halloween apart from how amazing it is in my opinion. Mean, that's all I can go on. It's amazing. Just watch it if you've not seen it. You're probably going to hate it. And I won't agree with
0: you. Yeah. So you're wrong. Uh, what does happen once uh, Laurie does actually make a, well, an attempt to, like, save herself is numerous times. numerous times with a coat hanger, she stabs Michael with his own knife as well, which is... She falls in a flight of stairs first... She smashes her hand through a glass door. She does quite a
1: lot, but this is all in the space of very quick. To, it's a very quick ten minutes. Um, I
0: think. I think him. the way that the movie goes, with it being Mold so slow, everything happening so quickly, yeah, yeah, it's a is final axe, just it's, like the ultimate payoff, right there.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's smart. She kind of plays it really, really well, Um and then she's totally aware of what he's doing and he get obviously chase she finds all the bodies it does that kind of classic scene where they're all perfectly set up for her to find and then kind of he chases her across the boy well, doesn't chase her he walks very slowly across the road and um she's kind of almost saved last minute by dr loomis because uh he hears the kids screaming and then he kind of does that so it's she is kind of still saved by a man at the end but she did she she meant she she done all the dirty work. She did a, a fair amount of the dirty work. Oh, and he's dying. Um <laughs> which is such a creepy scene because that goes on for quite a while, this choking scene. It doesn't go quick and there's no music. Yeah. And oh. you can kinda see the mask kinda creepy, and you're like, oh, is it a face? Is it not a
0: face? I'm not too sure. Yeah, it's just an emotionless blank canvas. Yeah. Um and it's just yeah, slash death. Um
1: and then we, uh, we shoot him six times, falls out the window, and then oh, look outside—he's not there anymore. And it, it kind of does this amazing shot, which I don't think anyone ever gives credit for in the end of the film, where it plays his breathing because he's breathing is in quite an, a thing in it because you hear him breathing. before oh, aye, you see like him kind of stuff
0: uh, when he's like uh, get stabbed in the yeah. eye with a coat hanger—you yeah. do hear him like breathing, and yeah, it is it's very really, really heavy. Day. Yeah, uh,
1: to be fair, if you wear a rubber mask for the full night, it might be a bit like that. Oh, um, Hi, and whatever you get up to the weekend. <laughs> your own inclination story. several other weekend, yeah uh, but yeah so at the end because all these shots of where he's been for the entire night like different places he's kind of hidden or done stuff like that and it replays the shots over with no one there with his breathing getting heavier and heavier and heavier obviously no one so it kind of gives a supernatural element that the night of Halloween is kind of doing something and kind of making him this kind of unstoppable force which then does rely on the sequel where all of a sudden he's like he is just like a killing everyone pretty much yeah uh, just to, to still get to jamie Lee curtis's character laurie who gets taken to the hospital and then you get the big revelation which wasn't a revelation in halloween it wasn't written for halloween but that she's his other sister uh she was adopted out of the family once he killed his other sister um so it's kind of it gives a purpose of why he's trying to kill, uh laurie and why he's in like following her about but you know i kind of like the idea that she just reminds him of his sister and that's why he's doing it because the thing is it's not really laurie that he's if you think he's kind of is he after because is it annie yeah because it's really Annie's the kind of not slut shaman or but she's a sluttier (laughs) one and his sister was slutty, and it's that way that laurie just kind of is just kind of walks into it because in that scenes that they had filmed that for the tv version there's a scene where all the girls say that they've seen him at separate occasions during the day, so it's not just Laurie it focuses on. Um, so it's this idea that he has fallen the other girls as well,
0: but you just don't get to see. Yeah, it. it's just almost like that behavior's like done something to his mind yeah. where uh, they they need to be punished for that type of behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Not trying to justify it, but that's... No, it's completely...
1: It's, it's a morality play. It's a complete morality play. And I mean, John Carpins always says he never wrote it that way and it's like, that set up the kind of template of being any kind of urban legend and stuff is uh, morality play. It's that way. It's... I mean, the hook in the hand and the kind of the car and stuff like that, they're all about don't have sex, don't have premarital sex, don't go park in your car, don't do that. They're all stories to kind of work. The call is coming from up inside the house. It's like, you know, pay attention to children and don't, like, let's, you know, if you're babysitting, do not. These are all proper, like, morality plays. And Halloween is a morality play. It's that way that the person who's the good girl and, you know, is virginal and this kind of thing, she survives uh, and she's got the smarts to kind of fight. Uh, so it, yeah, they do work that way. Yep. I think it's not subtle. I think uh, it's, it's, it's it's right in your face. Yeah. It's they might as well just she might be wearing. Might as well have a blouse on that's says virgin.
0: Might as well for that chastity belt. On her. She might, so.
1: She's wearing a very she's wearing a very very high waisted pant, so she could have a chastity belt under that. Yeah. Like the, the to be fair, the flares do look like a chastity belt. Yeah. That yeah. that's like oh what nope. But you know what? She's rocking a blue shirt. I don't care. (laughs) She rocks a blue shirt and she looks good. I think Laurie Strode is still a fashion icon. (laughs) Uh, I think that blue shirt with a big collar. I mean, and you know what? You can't not not do it without talking about just Jamie Lee Curtis's physical attributes. Because even in this film, they're very still there and you're that way. The girl had a good body on her and she's, you know, she's cast in this film because of her mum, pretty much. Uh, Her mum being Janet Leigh in Cycle. And this is kind of all... Most psycho esque, it's John Carpenter's version. I mean, Sam Loomis' character, I was going to Sam actually Loomis say, yeah, psycho. Uh, the town, like the, the neighboring town, uh, Fairville is from psycho. Uh, so there's so many little connections, uh, to it, and that is pretty much how Jamie Lee Curtis they once they thought we'll use her and this will be great for marketing. Uh, and it was, and even Janet Lee appears in Halloween H2O when they make an amazing psycho reference, uh, to it as well. So it comes, like, full circle. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of awesome. Oh, that van. There's always a van like that in every Slasher film as well. Yeah. It's like a given.
0: Yeah, no, it's just like the kind of... The jock mobile, almost. Yeah,
1: and it's always got that kind of cool window at the back as well. Like, it's kind of weird kind of bubble window right at the back. I always wanted a van like that when I was a kid. They look huge as well. It's like the 18 van. van. Um, but, yeah, so Bob and Linda get it as well. And Bob's most iconic. Oh, and Michael Myers dresses as a ghost. Iconic moment when he just kind of puts the sheet on in the glasses. It's yeah. terrifying, terrifying it's scary, and it really, really works. And again, don't have sex and drink beer. It's right there. It's, it's Satan. Yeah, pretty much. And you know Bob was supposed to be played by Dennis Quaid? Really? PJ Souls, who plays Linda, was uh, was married to Dennis Quaid at the time. And Dennis Quaid was going to be do that role, but then had something else to do and didn't do it. So Dennis nice. Quaid was almost in this film as well. Uh, but then obviously went on to the amazing film that is Jaws 3. Because that's what you want to do if you want to do a proper horror film.
0: Two seconds, I'm just looking for something.
1: Oh, you're looking for... uh, Uh, I
0: know exactly what you're looking for. uh, I've not learned it. I'll just... I just know it's the highest grossing independent film of all time. I'll just nip this out once
1: uh, we get it found. And also the sets as well. And the lighting... I mean, there's so many things in this film that are good.
0: Yeah, every scene apart from almost Laurie's house yeah, is yeah. always near pitch black.
1: Yeah, it's in darkness. Which, Which is down. also
0: maybe a kind of another sign, like he's afraid of the light. Yeah, creepy, he's watching them. They're making out and he's watching them. Yeah, it's another thing, gents. Yeah, he's don't like, don't creep. Can we also talk about how crap her pumpkin is? <sighs>
1: Always, she's, she's a nice person she's she spent at least 20 minutes doing that in this film and that's implying longer but look at that come on
0: it's a nice she's made, smiley like, a friendly face. looking pumpkin it's huge it's a nice face you know she's she's trying she, she can't do trying. scary maybe by the second one like nah. maybe she's like maybe adds a little crooked teeth, tooth here and yeah, there yeah. you know but uh
1: yeah. I'm trying to like, think, there's definitely one of them where she makes pumpkin. It's H 2 she makes a pumpkin. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just that way that... I think there's also Laurie's this idea that she's quite childlike as well. Uh, like, that's why she's kind of getting on with the kids. She gets dumped with the other kid as well, because the other Annie goes off to basically
0: have sex. She uh, she wants some.
1: Yeah, so she's dumped the kid on her. Uh, but it's that way that, yeah, Laurie's good with the kids, because I think she is quite childlike as well. But oh, look at those turn-ups on those jeans. I do love, <laughs> I do love a seventies and eighties fashion. I won't lie. Um, but every single kind of wee element in this film is just, just perfect. It's just perfectly timed. It's just, it is the most perfect one hour 20, one hour and twenty minutes you could spend pretty much as a horror film. It's just really quick as well, which I think some people might see it as slow, but I always think it's quite quick. It just fires slow.
0: Yeah, so it's the latter half of the movie where the killing starts I actually time f- feels to like speed up for it because everything's happening so soon uh our friends are getting taken out one at a time and then eventual part where michael comes face to face with her so it's, it's like life yes it's just like life it's a metaphor for life <laughs> your friends will go first <laughs> you'll be the last
1: one standing and it'll be someone called michael that will come and do it there you go
0: yeah yeah <laughs> I, I like that. That's yeah.
1: That's something good to don't go by. Don't trust Michaels.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know any Michaels. I think I know some. George yeah. Michael. He's dead. Uh, well, that was his second Michael Jackson. Uh, he's, dead. he's dead. And he was a bit dodgy. But anyway.
1: Michael Palin. He's still alive. <laughs> Not dead yet. If he dies before this recording comes out, <laughs> I can only apologise. <laughs> and it had nothing to do with me. I love Monty Python. Uh, Michael Bolton. If Michael Bolton dies... I apologise. Mm, I mean, I don't apologise, actually. That's Michael Bolton. Uh, and I can't think of any other... Ma- Glenn Michael? I mean, that's a very <laughs> Scottish one. I can't think of any other Michael. Anyway, sorry. Uh,
0: usually, this part of the show... It's just you annoying James. Yes. Much, yeah. So... You, st- you, just you, you did shoot <laughs> the fig... Well, not a figure, but... High and So... I'll give you the production budget for the movie and you get three tries to get (laughs) the total domestic gross, uh, total, domestic total, hold on, bad Mario. Uh, You'll get three tries to guess the domestic total gross of the movie Mm -hmm. and from what I've seen, it only was released in America in cinemas. No. Uh, initially? No, I got released no? in Britain.
1: Hold on. That's like, this thing's lying to me. There was a British quad.
0: I have tried to buy it. Hold on. I'll find this. Don't lie to me, internet.
1: Oh, the internet lies, people.
0: Hold on. What? <laughs> I thought everything on the internet was true.
1: No, it's, it's all fabrication. Oh, shit. There is no such person as Kim Kardashian. Oh, thank fuck. Yeah, see, the internet lies. Is she just a hoax? It's like in that film,
0: her with Jackin Phoenix. It's Johansson's oh, voice. That's that's her voice is just that something else. But grossly underused, Black Widow. Yes. No. Yes. Where is a Black Widow movie.
1: Yeah, and just she's like, yeah, they just grossly
0: underuse her in every film. Okay, all I can find here is. The
1: US, the day, US domestic, okay. which
0: is very selfish, America. Who would have
1: thought America
0: was selfish? <laughs> I know. So, the budget for the movie was three hundred. Hold on. Oh, pass off. Hold on. It was just £300. <laughs> three hundred pounds. See if it was made in three hundred pounds. It okay it's the best three hundred pound that we've the ever cost. Two hundred ninety-eight. <laughs> the rest
1: of the film was made in
0: two pounds. Uh, production budget was $325,000 mm-hmm. and that was in 1979 so yep. domestic take what do you think is? 42 million close is it in the 40s?
1: it's in the 40s 47 you
0: dirty bitch! And James I never gets this right I'm, I am, I'm done now it's because I'm
1: the better gay that's why oh! <laughs> just the older one that's all it is <laughs> uh, yeah no it made it's huge and then if you kind of transfer that in like today's money that would be a crazy amount of money yeah Uh and that yeah that's just like the f- that's been cinemas cost like a dollar like pennies to get into as well so it's that way if you try to kind of put that on today's scale it's, it's huge huge um, it's just one of those things I, I mean I always knew that it was one of the most successful independent films because obviously it was made. do you know why Michael Myers is called Michael Myers Oh yeah, I'll give you three guesses. <laughs> oh, shit, <laughs> let's play this game. Uh, he is called Michael Myers. Right, hold because... on, let me right, oh, three okay. guesses. Okay, I'll
0: I'll take you up on your All fucking right, guesses. Three guesses. Okay, John Carpenter had a friend called Michael Myers, and is a total dick. No, he was a bully at school. No. Third one got it. St- All right, give me a clue. Give me a clue. Is it something ridiculous? No. I don't know. I, I, I give up my third try. Uh, Michael Myers
1: was the name of the UK distributor of Assault and Precinct 13. Uh, so basically, Assault and Precinct 13 became a success because it got a lot of like positive feedback in the UK. It did a lot of things. So then the America kind of film festivals picked it up and did that and basically made this man made the success of like John Carpenter. And as a tribute, he named Michael Myers after him. Because he thought that, you know, I'll just give him that character's name and then obviously not realizing that it would stick for a long time. And if you say the word Michael Myers, everyone knows who you're talking about. But yeah, that's where Michael Myers, boob shot. That's where Michael Myers uh, is. Isn't he got his name from? That's a really boring fact. that I seem to devour and no really. Uh so yeah. See this is the only bit you see the boobs really. But it's such a good bit as well.
0: Yeah, it's it's very creepy as well. Not, where bo- not the boobs for me, but uh, it's, he's garroting her with the telephone cable and she's like What are you doing? Like What's like, the definition of garrotting? Uh, choking with an instrument?
1: Is that garrotting? Is it is garrotting is that, not choking someone like, so hard that it cuts their throat? Uh well.
0: Te- well, technically you would need to do that.
1: To no, because you can choke someone with someone. Uh, Experience death. You no. Know, that smell you smell right now is not a body <laughs> under the floor. It's not James. Yes, where is James? Uh, he actually has literally just messaged. Uh, so he's fine. He's safe. He's well. Oh, that's fine. I've not killed that's him yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look up the definition of garroting just because I need to know. Because I always think, because you know how people say the garrote foxes? Yeah. That's how I always was like, Ah. What does that mean? How do you spell Garot?
0: <laughs> G-A-R Google should take the rest. <laughs> Garoppolo? No.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, Garot. Double R? Oh, here we go. Oh, it is. It's, yeah, I'm going right on Wikipedia. It's G-A-R-R-O-T-E in case anyone oh, is really yeah. wanting to know. Oh, yeah, there's a picture of a man getting gar- like, actually getting garotted. Ah, actually getting garotted uh, On Wikipedia. Shame on you, Wikipedia. Uh, a garot or a garrote de ville, which is a Spanish word, uh, is a weapon most often referring to a handheld ligature of a chain, rope, scarf, wire, or fishing line used to strangle a person. Okay. Oh, so is a garot a garot? A g- uh, Is it not one of those things? It's like on a stick, and then you can pull it. Yeah. Is that a garot?
0: Yeah. All yeah. oh, right. Okay. That makes sense. Like Sorry. all those uh, super spy movies where someone's got something, you know.
1: Okay. I always thought. So was. it did
0: technically garot there?
1: Yeah. Okay. An Indian version of a garot frequently incorporates a knot at the centre intended to aid the crushing of the larynx Ouch. while someone applies pressure to the victim's back with usually a foot or a knee.
0: That so well done, India. Painful. Uh, Thank you, that India. In and the Madras
1: is like your that and samosas <laughs> is like your actual contribution <laughs> to the world. And Cliff Richard, he's Indian. That just blew, well, I that just blowing your it. mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sure he thinks it's a gift to
0: the world. Oh, of course, he's uh, wired for sound. Don't oh, you know. Such a good song. Bad Devil music Woman. Pedal.
1: Devil Woman. It's a good song as well. Anyway, we're just now going. we go from Halloween
0: to Cliff Richards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it almost go hand in hand, really.
0: Yeah. Uh, can you imagine him haunting you in the middle. Can you imagine of
1: you? actually him watching you outside your window. That would be that. I'm sure a lot. more terrifying than allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, he might have done that to some people. Allegedly, he <laughs> used to go out with Sue Barker and Una Stubbs. Sorry, I. It's random. Useless uh, information again. Yeah, I always know that he was Sue Barker. Anytime I see her on, like, I was gonna say, anytime I see her on Question of Sport, like, I watch a Question of Sport. (laughs) I see her on Question of Sport when I turn it over because Question of Sport is on. Uh, Yeah, they went out together. Apparently, that's a strange one. Yeah, he's a bachelor boy.
0: That's all I am going to say.
1: So. We've thoughts came. on Cliff Richard, anyone? Anyone? <laughs>
0: Millennial prayer? Yeah, if you've prayer?
1: got any uh, thoughts on, tra- uh, on Cliff Richard, then, then write them in. give them Tweet yourself. Tweet, tweet <laughs> what your thoughts on Cliff Richard are. <laughs> and what, then delete the tweet wine? before you send yeah, it. Hashtag mistletoe and wine, but spell wine, W-H-I-N-E. Uh, I found that really funny in my head. <laughs> I'm going to start that hashtag no matter what. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, uh, thoughts so. on Cliff Richards. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite Cliff Richard song? This is a Cliff Richard podcast now.
0: Jim's <laughs> will be so happy. Does he
1: like Cliff Richard?
0: Probably not. Is. I bet he does. Bowie
1: Man. Is he a Bowie Man? Yeah. Is that because he bought like, a David Bowie t-shirt in Primark and is trying to make everyone pretend that he knows who Bowie is?
0: <gasps> oh, I'm keeping that in. I'm keeping that I in. I watched
1: Labyrinth once, so I love <sighs> David Bowie.
0: Oh.
1: I love Nirvana when I bought this t-shirt in Primark for £8. <laughs>
0: Uh, I can see someone getting garroted. In, the, <laughs> you in would the not near have the strength <laughs> to put that knee in my back. So we've came to the end of our fantastic journey. Well, my journey because you just opened just, your mouth and just let all this sound out about horror, which was absolutely fantastic. I'm glad you went
1: there with that sentence. I was worried what it was going for the first half of it, and I was like, you just opened your mouth
0: and what? <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Looking back, and how it plays well with the reboot and stuff. How what would you give out a ten? Ten.
1: Halloween's a ten really? out of ten. Yeah, Halloween's a perfect movie.
0: It's that way that
1: it's just perfect. It just is. It's one of these films that you can't say it didn't create start a whole movement in horror or whatever. It it did, and it's. It will go down in history as kind of starting that, and yeah, people can argue that there might have been a f- like a couple of films before it that might have done it, but no, this film really put horror on the map and put John Carpenter on the map and put Jamie Lee Curtis on the map, and just as the perfect horror film to me
0: is, uh, so I would always give it a ten. Yeah, uh, for myself, as I said earlier, it I don't feel it resonated as much with me as it did maybe years a few years ago when I first watched it which was actually many, many years ago. I was say, that's what <laughs> oh, i thank, thank you, thank you. I need that reminder every that's day. That's right. uh, Sound, let's be honest, that the soundtrack and theme song is yep. fucking phenomenal. And if you like Jamie Lee Curtis' screaming, I mean,
1: <sighs> she screamed a lot. Yeah, uh, And she was I a, like good a good screamer. scream. She was a good screamer. Uh, and she, yeah. And I'm not... And intentionally ripping off a line from Scream but Girl had a set of lungs in her and it's, <laughs> and it's that way in, in multiple dimensions but it's that way that yeah she's known for it and she was so good and that's why she worked in horror and the kind of the horror films that she did herself after this they were still good horror films I mean they're good horror films she's yeah. good. she was a good, uh, she's an icon she has a horror oh, icon she is she's a definition of what uh, she is the definition of scream queen that's what that is that came about thank you to Jamie Lee Curtis and then there's been many that's come after her but she will always be the original kind of scream queen and that if you don't put that on her her gravestone touch wood that the goddess never dies but uh, then that's the this is her legacy of this film it always yeah. will
0: be uh, I'd I'm trying to think of what I gave Nightmare. I think I gave Nightmare a seven. I would have to go with a six for this. Just I know I. In fact, Jesus can hear you through the roof. I know, I know. I th- I think the earth just shifted there okay. when I said that. Yeah, I, I would go with six. It's a sl- very slow moving. You don't see much happened until maybe the last what half hour really? I mean you say half hour I say the last fifteen minutes of the film. Yeah. But but th- those last fifteen, twenty minutes are it's turned up to a, up to eleven. Yeah. It's just everything's going. It still has its suspenseful moments, but this is where this entire movie's been building up to all this. So you know what? I'm changing it to 7 i He'll give exactly. it a seven. I'll give
1: it And do you see even the bit at the beginning of the school when she gets the teachers talking about fate? How fate's immovable like a mountain and you can't escape your fate? And it's just that way that this is her fate. This night is her fate. That this is going to happen. It's just, yeah, it's just perfect. It's the perfect collision of a film. Um, So if you've not seen it, you should see it. Yeah, I would say that. And also, see the sequels, see the the reboot. reboot, be open minded. People seem to hate Rob Zombie for some reason. I don't know I why. Love Rob Zombie. I but I love Rob Zombie. But I think some people hate him as a filmmaker. And it's like he's a really no good filmmaker. House of a Thousand
0: Corpses Amazing. was maybe overly gory. But then again, it's his yeah. uh, his take on stuff. He's wanting to turn it up, which is perfectly understandable. You've seen his his stage show so it's yeah it it puts
1: everything into that so i left that film when i saw it in the cinema raging i was so angry and i hated it so so much and i I was actually like quite violently angry about it and then so angry i went back to see it the next day because i couldn't believe that a film (laughs) had annoyed me so much and then i came out the second time and i was like that was one of the best films i've seen in a long time totally amazing. amazing Uh, per-
0: perfect ending can I just say that yep Three is it a perfect ending because apparently there's going to be another
1: <gasps> mm-hmm. what I don't know where it's going to fit in yeah, uh,
0: yeah.
1: Hmm. Uh, what, what else
0: I've actually not seen I that oh, no. Lord of Salem's amazing uh, uh, 31 which was alright I loved that yeah, yeah. all it people was didn't like, like a it, a it didn't I get
1: saw it. like it just needed a bit of funding that was all. It didn't get its Kickstarter money completely, and you could tell some bits, but it was still good. It was really gory, uh, which was Yeah, it was it was The perfect. Running Man. It was just The Running Man, but a horror version of The Running Man. Uh, and it was amazing. Uh, no, I highly recommend... Malcolm Lords. McDowell. Always good. Uh, I recommend Lords of Salem, if you've not seen it. Lords of Salem was really good. It's just his take on a Kubrick film. It's, his very, it's a very slow film as well, but it is creepy as hell. Really good. And I don't care what anyone says about Sherry Moon's on me. I think she's a really good actress. Yeah. I know people say, why well, she's she always in his films?
0: Because she's always in his stuff. Yeah. Married, you know. Yeah. Chucking the messes give her a baby.
1: Yeah. And then it just comes back into the house. Yeah. So they can buy all those vegan cakes that they all seem to eat on Instagram. And I'm not stocking them. I'm liking the no, like no them all. Well. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, I would check out the Rebits. The Rebits are good. More so the sequel as well, because the sequel is astounding.
0: Which I'm sure we will actually cover to compare. Yes, 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 yes. And on that note, uh, you can listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes and, of course, on YouTube. And you can give us a like on Facebook and make sure that you have your notifications turned on for us so that you see any updates that we have. And that's a wrap for this show. I can't do anything right today. So, you can catch us at Glaswegian Geeks over at SoundCloud, iTunes and on YouTube. Just have a wee search for us and you'll find all our stuff and we'll be putting some video stuff up very shortly. Uh, also, have a look for us on Facebook at Glaswegian Geeks and Twitter at Glaswegian Geeks. And on that note... What's the podcast called again? Oh, uh, hold it, on. let me. Glaswegian think. Geeks? Yes, yes, Glaswegian go. Geeks. That's the one. Subtle and I can see what you did there. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking. Right, horror. We'll be doing more horror, mm-hmm. and our sign off for normal things. Oh, what I call normal is geek out. Okay. So, what can our horror sign off be? And because this is, you're you're the fountain of oh. fountain horror of knowledge. Horror. I like that one as well. You're 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 the you're the librarian in every horror movie that gives us the weaknesses of the thousand year old beast that we're. But we woke up by accident and we're having to Am stay. I the Donald Pleasants of this group? Am yes. I the Sam Lewis? Am, yes. am I
1: going to give speeches about the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes? Yes. Okay, I can, okay, I can so deal with that. I've got the beard. I'm middle aged. I just need a trench coat and shave my head.
0: I've, I've, got, a uh, I've got a shave. Don't head. Know. <laughs> One second, we'll just come back. <laughs> so, sign off. Screw your whole pass.